Welcome to the Worldview at the Abbey podcast. Uh, I'm August Tuckabee, and my co-host today is Mr. Todd Kent. Welcome, Todd. Good to be here. Yeah, and Todd is visiting Worldview at the Abbey this week, uh, teaching political science, and uh, generally, well, he's also leading our devos this week, and uh, sharing his other various and sultry wisdom with us. We were talking the other day, and you mentioned that, um, you mentioned that a lot of things had changed in the nine years you've been gone, right? I think you mentioned the church, but maybe the culture too. And, and you came from, from living in Qatar to living in San Francisco, which I'm not sure that's a good representation in the United States anyways. But uh, living there, but what are some of the things that you have seen that have changed? Because I know that the it's in the what I've been hearing recently, the, the college campus deal and just that kind of mentality that you just mentioned in terms of uh, not being allowed to say things that are offensive. Um, has something that has been a really recent wave of change. So have you noticed that? I mean, yeah. What are some other things? That I, th- I think there's a. I, I'm sensing there's a lot of pressure on on churches to be more tolerant, to ex- be accepting of different lifestyles, different views. That that if you're the if you're the the group who who wants to maintain some standard, you're 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 on the on the outskirts you're you're on the edge of the continuum you know and so there's a lot of pressure today to conform Mm -hmm. and i think the church this is the time that the church really has to to stand up and say who are we what do we stand for and what does this mean for us there's there's going to be opposition there's going to be government opposition to churches willing to take that stand and uh you know we with with as the legal system moves uh there's gonna be pressure on churches to accept lifestyles that they don't believe in, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to have to have courage in this time to stand for what's right, and it, and and that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but I I've seen, at least my wife and I we we've sensed just a little bit of a kind of a weakening some in some some parts of, yeah we we we, and I think a friend of mine shared it he, he with me he said when we when we put our uh, our evangelism and our uh, uh, apologetics ahead of what we think about Christ. So we, we, as we look out in the world, we want to reach Him so bad. If that becomes uh, the most important thing, and our and, and our beliefs, our biblical beliefs become secondary, certainly we do change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my 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 group, my church, more accommodating to to different views. Yeah. And really, what we have to do is to say, no, uh, biblical truth is is preeminent, and our apologetics comes in behind that. Are, are reaching out to this lost world, uh, we need to, 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 to maintain our standard. Yeah. Well, and something that I, kind of touching on that topic, <clears throat> something that I've heard recently from uh, kind of a movement, uh, I guess it's called the Bivocational Church Movement that I've kind of just heard of recently, is that we need to think about how we're doing church and just how we can do it differently. Like the idea that we've done church the same and it's been the same kind of topics, the same kind of teaching for the last 60 or 70 years. And it's mm-hmm. primarily spiritually focused. And I think that that's all good. But at the same time, if the culture is changing, should the way that we do church or even the topics that we address in some ways change as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And, and I, think, I think about this a lot because uh, we're big believers in the local church and, and, the, and the necessity to be part and, and serve in the local church. You know, I, I do think the millennials are different. Hmm. My kids tell me that all the time. Dad, we're different than you. We think different. But that doesn't mean that the truth in Scripture is different. Right. We can present it different. I think church, <clears throat> sometimes our churches, they bore the millennials. 
Um, you know, millennials want to take a more active role, but we don't. We haven't cre- created church structures that allows them to to grow up and become leaders. They have gifts that they want to share, but we have rigid structures a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing that the growth of uh, they would rather go to a home church. Right. They'd rather sit around, and, and that could be my church. Or, or do a church plant thing yeah. where the young people... Exactly. Kind of so so I think we as a, the, this, this, the old people like myself and others, we, we, we like to maintain the status quo, but that's not the, what needs to happen now. I think we've got a huge group um, of millennials who we need to get them involved. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we've created a passive audience at church where we go, somebody teaches us, and then we go home. Millennials don't want to do that. They want to. They want to learn something. Then they want to put it into practice. They want to do it. They want to. They want to be valued. So I think the church has to uh, to be willing to uh, make some make some accommodations, make some changes. Not with our truth, but with the way we do things. Right, right. And I think you mentioned you you were sharing devos this morning to our students, and you had a really uh, interesting line. You said Paul was an entrepreneur. Right, he was willing to do to think about different ways of doing things, and he was he was going to be active, and he was going to figure out different ways to go and to do things. Essentially, until uh, an opportunity was closed that was undeniably the Lord just saying, "Like I can't do this anymore, and so I'm not going to go do it anymore." Um, and I think that 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 was a really interesting line. I think in terms of where we are today, and, and with that mindset. Well, I think I think we need to. We we I worry that our young people. Are, are scared to fail. Yeah. And, and so what happens is they, they say, well, we've taught them or somebody has that uh, if I fail doing something for Christ, then it wasn't God wasn't with me. Mm-hmm. And that's not it at all. I mean, we, we see that all the time. What we need to be is about the, the, the duties that God's given us in Scripture. We have the, mission, the, uh, the message of reconciliation. If, that's, if nothing else, we all have that, that duty. Um, go out and do it and then allow God to pull you back if you want to but what we do is we wait mm-hmm. so for something to happen and so i would like to see our young people given opportunities go out there and fail a little bit be a spiritual entrepreneur find some mentors that'll walk along with you to, to go do these things but we we, we got a whole generation that we we're kind of we, we hold them back a little bit right. and i and i think um, as i was telling the students yesterday uh, international justice mission uh the, the director there was talking about how a lot of our, our Christians today are bored because we, we sit and we're just kind of waiting for something to happen. Go out and do something, and it's, a, it's very exciting, even if it doesn't always work out exactly like you want it to. Yeah, and we're, we're reading uh, the book Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung with our students right now, and it really kind of talks about that idea of like when you're looking for God's will, these are the reasons we usually don't do anything. It's like we're waiting for God to tell us something, we're, wait, we're being passive, essentially, is what you which you kind of said. But on, on top of that, whenever you have, well, kind of taking the route that you're talking about, acting on wisdom, acting on biblical principles, but being active in that, you have an ability to fail um, because you're not defining success by man's standards anymore. You're defining success by faithfulness to what you feel like God has called you to. And so that means that success can look like failure in man's eyes, but if you're being faithful to what you feel like your call to, right. then it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I, I think if we study the the, the great missionaries, they would they would labor for mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah, they, they would they would prepare a foundation somebody could build on later. They were not a failure, even though they didn't see thousands of converts. Right. Uh, and you know, I I, I, uh, I love I believe it's Psalm thirty four four. 
uh, or 37, 4, so I can't remember, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And what I try to tell young people is focus on the first part, that you are so delighting in, in the things of God and what God wants for you that the things you desire are his desires. So I tell you, get where you're so desiring, uh, you've delighted yourself in the Lord to such a degree, just do what you, you want to do. And typically that is the, is the will lead you in a direction, you just go for it. I think sometimes we, we, tend, to, we tend to in the church to, to say something is either right or wrong. Mm-hmm. This is good or bad. And uh, a good friend of ours way back in our lives said, you know, some, some decisions are good, better, best. You know, do I serve as a missionary in uh, Cambodia or, you know, Colombia or Argentina? Well, they're all good options. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. it, and it's not a right and wrong. But I think our Christian young people are locked into this. I always got to make the right decision. I got to marry the right person. Is this a good decision or a wrong decision? Sometimes uh, they're all good. Right. And I was going to say, you, you mentioned good, better, best. But I'd say sometimes they're all the same level. And you can't, you can't know what's going to be the best yeah. at the beginning. You just have to take what information you have and make the best decision you can and like you said go for it and and i think maybe that's the message today is that uh go do something be active and then allow the the mentors in your life the holy spirit and others to to continue to to help you correct your 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 steps along the path but it's much better to be doing something than sitting passive i think this is not the time the, the, the 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 uh, to to sit back. This is a time to to begin to take some risk. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's all we'll we'll talk about today. So thank you so much, Todd. It's great to be here. Yeah, and uh, tune in next time.